1: Hello, and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. Trail Mix is the short-form episode that appears on our podcast in between our long-form episodes. And today's Trail Mix is all about the Kalalau Trail on the Nepali
0: coast of Kauai in the state of Hawaii. That's right. So many rhymes there. Yeah, this was a pretty incredible adventure that we were able to embark upon when we were in Hawaii this past June. It was something that actually almost didn't happen. So when we were planning our trip, we had talked about being on Kauai for quite some time. We also talked about you know, going to two of the islands, Maui and Big Island, to see both Hawaii Volcanoes and Haleakala National Park, respectively. And the Kalalau Trail is like a sought-after trail
1: all over the world. People come from all over the world to hike this trail. It is an 11 mile trail that is on a lot of hiking lists of like hikes that are the most beautiful, also hikes that are the most dangerous. Yeah, it really runs the gamut. It is like a kind of gold standard when it comes to like long epic hikes Mm -hmm. that people seek to do.
0: And we were seeking to do this. We were people that were seeking to do it. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, it was something that I think you did most of the research for because you were like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And like, here's like a brief synopsis of it. And I was like, great. And that like came back to bite me later on. (laughs) (laughs) It did come back to bite you later on. Yeah. I did do a lot of
1: the legwork on the research ahead of time for this.
0: There were a lot of reasons that the hike actually didn't almost happen. So let's talk a little bit about the trail itself first. The Nepali coast a
1: 17-mile stretch of coastline that is on the northwest quadrant of Kauai. Because it is preserved by the state, it is completely inaccessible by car. The only way that you can get to the Nepali coast is by helicopter, boat, or by hiking it.
0: Right. It's also the drier side of the island. Typically, typically it is the drier side of the island. Nepali itself means cliffs or many cliffs in Hawaiian. There are cliffs that stretch 4,000 feet into the air, and they're second only to the cliffs of the island of Molokai, which is another Hawaiian island. The island is actually a process of erosion. Millions of years have led to the formation of those sea cliffs and and the valleys of the Nepali coast. Actually, we had heard from a local that the island itself was actually a lot wider and a little bit higher, but over time through erosion and just like sea level changes, there's actually parts of it that are no longer visible. And it also has waterfalls, many, many waterfalls Mm -hmm. flowing through that also add to the erosion. Right.
1: So for hundreds of years, there were inhabitants of the Nepali coast, and they were communities that farmed and fished and traded to survive. But then um, by the 1930s, there were no more communities living in the Nepali coast. About 30 years later is when tourism started to take notice of the Kalalau Trail. And that was when National Geographic saw it for the first time. I believe they even referred to it as the Garden of Eden. Right, which the whole island sort of feels like that. The whole island feels like the Garden of Eden, but especially this area. Mm -hmm. So the Kalalau Trail is the only trail that goes through the Nepali coast. It is sought after from hikers all over the world to hike that trail all the way to the Kalalau Beach and back. And it is 11 miles one way, 22 miles round trip.
0: Yeah. An incredible adventure. Yes, the
1: most incredible.
0: Right. Highly recommend it. There are things to know and to be prepared for. Right. So the trail itself had been really, like Dusty said, in the 1960s when National Geographic featured it, there were a lot of people that started to hike more regularly out all the way to Killalaw Beach. There was actually even a, a commune of hippies that kind of lived out on that beach for quite some time. Um, but it did start to become really... A well-established trail and it is listed as we said earlier on you know a lot of these top trail uh, lists that experienced hikers are really looking for as far as like a really adventurous hike in april of 2018 there was major flooding on the north and northwest side of the island this caused a great disturbance to basically thoroughfare that is the Kalalau Trail. So there is one major road in Kauai
1: that runs around the perimeter of the island, and there was so much damage because of this flooding that part of this road had to be closed at the very northern end. That was why the Kalalau Trail also had to be closed, because people were now no longer able to access the trail because of the road.
0: Right. So in April of 2018, there was a historic rainfall that basically within 24 hours, the town of Hanalei, which is on the northern part of the island, registered about 27 inches of rain from Saturday to Sunday morning. And this created a lot of landslides, a lot of flooding, a lot of road washing out. Um, so essentially, it cut residents because there are residents that live past, you know, Hanalei and closer to the trailhead for the Kelalau Trail, it cut them off. And it really cut the trail off from anybody that could really hike it at that point. It was one of the worst weather-related emergencies that the island had seen in quite some time. And it really did hamper a lot of tourism to the island because there was so much of the island that was closed off, especially tourism for the Kalalau Trail. And all of this
1: information that we're bringing to you right now comes from The Washington Post, Hawaii Magazine, Nepali.com, and NepaliPirates.com. And this resulted in the Kalalau Trail being closed from April of 2018 until June 17th of 2019. So we started planning our trip to Hawaii in December of 2018. Right. We knew that we wanted to do the Kalalau Trail. And this was like the first time you and I had either had ever even begun to research the island of right. Hawaii.
0: actually when we first started planning you were like so i think we're just gonna do Kauai and i think we're just gonna do the kilalau trail and i was like hold up sister let's see what we can do here let's see what we can do here we're gonna be in like spitting distance of two national parks so we gotta do that so we gotta do them and yeah. we did we were able to right we could sure do it all <laughs> we could do it
1: all. it's right. true My stepmother, who was a total resource for us during this trip because she had been to Kauai many times, knew how to get around Kauai very well. Yeah,
0: she was literally local tour guide.
1: She was local tour guide. So I called her and she was like, okay. She was like, you need to get this blue book. And it was the Kauai... Blue book. Blue book is essentially what it is. There's like now many, many editions later, but... um, Yeah, there's this one tourist book of Kauai and that is like the one to buy. It's the gold standard. It's it's,
0: basically like living like local, essentially.
1: It it has literally everything to do. Right, and And it gets you to all these different places. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I called her and she was like, well, the Kalalau Trail is closed right now, but it's planning to reopen. And so I was on the websites trying to figure out when the Kalalau Trail was going to
0: reopen. You were hitting the message boards. Like Like uh, every day. Like a fan of One Direction trying to figure out when their (laughs) next concert would be. Literally, Literally. Like I
1: haven't done that with people like, you know, Adele right right so thank anyway, you thank you <laughs> so, so yeah hitting those message boards every day right. and for a long time the nepali coast website that had the information about the kevalval trail was like well it's closed right now but we're hoping to reopen in june so there was like the chance that we were going to go right. and not even do this trail yeah like that was the reality for a long time
0: which folks there's so much to do on kawaii that like if you don't get to do the trail, like you will find yourselves like having plenty to do and there are other trails and there are other trails, but this was something we definitely both wanted to do. right exactly. So then surprise
1: <laughs> and
0: we're so glad, we're that, so you glad that you do you <laughs> do surprise. surprise we're
1: so glad you could join our little gathering right. Right. Oh, I make them. I plan it every year. <laughs> Thanks, Miranda. Yes, yeah. This is our Devil Wears Prada reference for the episode. Yeah. Oh, look, there's Amy Adams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it did
0: um, it reopened on June seventeenth? It did. We got to Hawaii. We got to Big Island on the twenty fifth. 5th or 6th of June, I believe. Exactly. So literally, when they announced that it was reopening, they
1: were like, it's going to reopen on June the 17th. And I believe that permits were available to be bought on the 15th. And I bought our permits on
0: the 15th. Oh like, yeah, you were I on it. Woke up and I bought them yeah. immediately. You were like getting them Adele concert tickets. You're like Right. Live Nation, <laughs> give me my tickets. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and then rake me over the coals for all your fees. Yeah. Literally. Literally. You can make part of the hike without a permit. Um, yes. so there is, you know, there is part that you can do up to Henacopia Stream. It's a 4-mile round trip journey. If you go up to the falls, the Henacopia Falls, that's an 8-mile round trip journey. Um yes. we did you have two options to do so the kalalau trail is an 11 mile hike
1: Mm -hmm. that you do need a permit for yeah however the first two miles of the hike are available to anybody yep and you can do them and a lot of people honestly just do the first two miles and feel like you know what i've achieved something because the thing is like you can do those first two miles you feel totally accomplished oh, and yeah. you get payoff off the whole time. Uh huh. You're getting like beautiful views of the
0: Nepali coast the entire time. Right. Along those first two miles. Or, or along those cliff edges. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is definitely like a worthwhile journey just for the two miles out to the stream um, and the beach that's there. Um, which is a pretty large beach. Um, There's a sea cave that's like there as well. There are a lot of interesting things to see. It's totally 100% worth it. A lot of people just do that as a day hike. In fact, when we were hiking back at the end, there were still a lot of people just hiking out to the stream and the beach. Right. So, yeah. Now, in order to go beyond those
1: two miles, that's when you have to have a permit. Right. And that is only available online.
0: Right. So in order to get a permit, and this is like where the hardcore researching, scintillating information section of this episode is, you have to go to the DLNR, Division of State Parks website. In order to do that, you have to do so in advance. So we're recording this. It's the middle of September right now. And I was on the website doing a little bit of research. I just looked to see when I could get a permit just on a lark and the closest that I could get a permit from now was Halloween. Oh. Um, so it's at least like a month and a half out for you to be able to get a permit again this is the trail that people from all
1: over the world come to hike
0: the other thing is too is that because the trail is permitted and a little bit more restricted now they only allow 60 permits per day so that's why if you're going and you really are planning on doing this you better look in advance because especially depending on the season and you know when it's more of a tourist season than another time of the year it may be more difficult to get a permit and the other rule about permits is that
1: they are not purchasable in person. No. No, you have to do it on the website, and then you have to print a physical copy of your permit and keep it with you at all times in the event that... A ranger stops you. A ranger stops you and needs to see it.
0: And really, the permit is for camping. It is a camping permit, because most people don't attempt what we tried to attempt, um, which is going there and back in a single day. We tried to
1: do a thing. Yeah, we we tried to to do a thing, guys. (laughs) To do 22 miles in
0: one day. Right. There and back. Most people will camp overnight. So that permit is really for camping. The permit itself is $20 per person per day. So you can actually camp. You can be out there for quite some time. So we just bought a one-day permit. And a lot of people will just do that. They'll hike all the way out they'll permit for a day, and they'll camp, and then they'll hike back. So they just need to do that. But let's say you're planning on staying out on Kilauea Beach for a few days, you need to have a permit for a stretch of time. So if you're going to be camping for four days, it's going to be $80 a person. Um, so that's something to just kind of consider as you're doing that. If you're a Hawaii resident, you get a $5 discount. So it's only $15 a day. Isn't that nice? There are some things that you should also know as far as parking goes. Parking is not Necessarily a thing it is, but it doesn 't right, right. once upon a time back
1: in the day, if you bought a permit to camp, then it also included a parking spot at the trailhead, and that is no longer true
0: actually, so you can get a permit to do the trail and also to park. There are only a hundred parking spots available, so it goes very quickly. Um, there is a parking lot at the trailhead it 's no overnight parking though so If you're parking there, you have to come back at the end of the day. And here's the thing about it. There are like two or three beaches right at the trailhead that a lot of people go to and just enjoy the beach. So that parking is also used for that. So that's why there's no overnight parking there. People used to be able to park along the roadside. Now if you do that, it's a $200 fine. Um, You'll be ticketed. There are ways to get to the trail without driving yeah which is why they have the trams right so they have a north shore shuttle was is the one that we kept hearing a lot of information about as of September 2019 you can do a hop on daily pass for $10 the shuttle runs basically along the north shore north shore shuttle or you can do a single ride for $5 they also have two options if you want to do just a shuttle to hyena state park which is basically kind of the start of the trailhead you can do a pickup at waipa park and ride for 15 dollars, or a pickup at the principal golf course which is 15 dollars as well but you have to pay 15 to park there so it's more expensive to do that we actually parked at at a beach when we did it. We because did. Because there was parking there that was available because we were there
1: early. Right. And the shuttles are great and they are they run, they have a lot of them and they run a lot. It is often the case that like toward the end of the day when they're getting through, like, you know, when they're getting to the point where like there are only a few more shuttles left. These shuttles I found were often crowded and there were a lot of people like waiting in line for like three or four shuttles to pass in order to like get on one that was totally vacant but i didn't i didn't see many that were that was the only thing about those shuttles at that time though we were also there during high time summer so it's like you know natural
0: i think you could probably a lot of people also were dropped off i know that's a common thing so like if you're with people and you're hiking the trail, but they're not, they could just drop you off at the trailhead. And that's or, probably the best idea. I think you can Uber, but I, I do feel like people were saying it was very expensive to Uber down there. Yeah, um, I heard which that kind of makes
1: sense. And the other thing is, like you, you really don't have any cell service at the trailhead. Even. No, like you have it after you walk away from the state park, right?
0: So it's really tough to like get in contact with anybody after that. Mm-hmm. Where we parked at. The beach. It's about a mile hike to the trailhead, and if you do that, then therefore then it's a twenty-four mile. <laughs> you're hike. looking at yeah, a twenty-four yeah. mile round trip. Yeah, hike. yeah. So you know, scintillating things for you. It's almost doing a full marathon in a day. Literally, almost yeah. doing a full marathon. A full walking marathon. There's a lot to consider as you're planning the trip. It's always a good idea to just like check as you are planning because you never know if things change, especially with the permitting. Permitting is so fickle as far as numbers go, and you really do have to make sure that you have a permit especially if you're planning on doing the whole thing and to know also that you know you can only stay five nights that's the maximum number of nights you can do for a permit if you're hiking out to kill there are there is another campsite along the way that you can camp at but if you're hiking out to kill like five nights is the max there now let's discuss safety on the kalalau trail great there
1: are so many things you will see when you do research about how to stay safe on the Kalalau Trail. Mm-hmm. It is important that we heed all of these things because all of these things are real and a lot of us think like, oh, it's not that big a deal sometimes. But when it comes to this trail, yeah, it is a big deal. There are a lot of red flag safety concerns that come up really quickly when you research the Kalalau Trail. Right. The first one is, when you hike the first two miles, you encounter a river. You have to cross that river in order to keep going mm-hmm. onto... It's the Hanakapia Stream. The Hanakapia Stream. Now, there's sort of two ways around this river. If you are currently looking at the river, you can cross it. You can walk right across. Or you can head down to the right and hike down on the rocks and hike down to the beach. But then... The river curves to the left so you still have to cross the river at the sand like it literally right. cuts, it, it across cuts across the, sand. the beach basically and yeah. it's honestly six of one half a dozen of another i mean i i don't know about that i do feel um, like i think it would be just as hard to cross like the reason i say that is because if it's raining
0: right if there's a danger if it's of flash raining
1: flood, that river will flash flood right. in a second. And so they're like, if it's raining and you're on the other side of it now, yeah. you either need to be prepared to stay the night or you need to be close enough to like turn around and haul it back. Yeah. And cross as quickly as possible because it's about to get really bad. Yeah. Since the current is so strong, it would definitely not be as safe to cross the river where the trail is. No, no. But I also don't think it would be quite safe to cross it at the beach either. Probably not, considering you could get swept out to sea. You could get swept out to sea. And that happens to people all the time. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's not cute. Yeah, no. So, if it's raining even at all in a hard way. Like just
0: yeah, crossing the river is not going to be yeah. smart. You got to be smart there. Yeah. And the beach there is not a beach where you should swim, by the way, FYI. That's one where they don't recommend any sort of swimming. Just being careful would be a good thing there at the beach. It is kind of the last beach too, but until you're like midway on the trail and then at Killalao. But Try to stay out of the water there. Other things to kind of work around or to be cognizant of are hazardous cliffs. The ground may break without warning and you could really be seriously injured. It says to stay back from the edge, but guess what, folks? You're on the edge a lot of the time. A lot of the time you're on the edge. Um, There were so many times on the trail where you are literally on a, a, a ledge that is a thousand feet plus in the air. And it is... I was not personally victimized by angels landing <laughs> <laughs> raise your hand if you were personally victimized by angels landing yes, dusty has his hand up i do um i felt pretty safe there but this was a whole nother level mm-hmm. yeah this is a level of exposure that's a little
1: different yeah i mean angels landing is also very much exposed right also falling rocks i mean like you're you know it's nature falling rocks happen yeah so you gotta watch out for those two the other thing that people continuously talk about regarding the Kalalau Trail, and the reason that I think it makes it the most dangerous, is Crawler Sledge at mile seven. Now, Crawler Sledge itself is not terribly long, but it is literally like eighteen inches wide, and it is like just exposed cliff face. Yeah, and you have to walk like along this for you know it's not terribly long it's like 0.1 or 0.2 miles long right but um there are a lot of people on the internet who have written articles about crawler sledge or who have you know filmed themselves walking it and put it on youtube and that was terror for the both of us oh that is very much terror like i was very much terrified but i was like if that means we have that's what we have to do in order to get to the right like there was a lot of sort of unknown about it because we were also only, like at the time when we were planning on doing this, seeing videos of people who'd done Crawler's Ledge before a Kalalau closed. Right. So we did not know what, what it looked like right. when it came to it being reopened. Now, by the time we were there, we did find somebody who had posted a video of himself walking uh, cr- uh, Crawler's Ledge After it had reopened. Right. And it looked about the same. But I mean, that is one way to terrify yourself is to look at these videos.
0: Oh, yeah. Pure terror, like keep you up at night, sort of things. So don't do that. Or do it if you really want to be informed and terrified. You know, the choice is yours. The choice (laughs) is yours. But people do it every single day. Yep.
1: And they do it with a ton of um, hiking and camping gear on their backs. They do say just lean into the wall, take it one step at a time, don't go
0: too quickly, don't go if it's wet. Right. Some things to really consider before you do the trail. Knowing your limits is a big thing. The trail is rated as difficult. It is, I think, one of the most difficult things you or I have ever done. And I think, you know, part of that is the trail was really open for about a week before we got to it, maybe 10 days. So it was, there were some things that were you know, made our, our lives a little harder on the trail. But it is really for people that are in good shape. So don't attempt it if you're you're not feeling up to it or if you feel like the conditions aren't right. You want to make sure that you have really good boots. Um, that have great traction, because if you don't, there are so many dangers of slipping along the way. Um, I can attest to that at least four or five times. So be aware of that. Um, Staying on the trail. There's really no way not to, because sometimes you are just on such a narrow area that you need to be able to do that. Looking out for harmful plants and animals, obviously, never eat or (laughs) anything that's unfamiliar to you. There are some things that are out on the trail that I didn't realize until I did some research right now, like, you know, scorpions and spiders that might be hazardous to you. So um, keep your backpacks and your tents fully zipped. Did you know about the scorpions? I didn't know because about the Because you scorpions. didn't tell me about that. I didn't know
1: about them. Um, Had and- I seen a scorpion? That's when I would have like grown
0: wings and and just just flown flown home, flown (laughs) to New Jersey, (laughs) off into the water. No, seriously. (laughs) And then also just being aware of your time and knowing how much time it took you to get to a specific place and how much further you have to go, which is a really big thing. A really big Um, thing. So things you should be aware of. And that's coming right from the, the trail brochure of the Kelalau Trail, which is a great resource that has a lot of information for you. As far as what you should... Bring or plan to bring, depending on what you're doing or how long you're going for. Obviously, it'll be a little different if you're planning on camping, but if you're planning on just attempting the hike all the way out and back in a day, lots of water. You need a ton of water, ladder, and at least a few bottles with you.
1: Also, iodine pills in order to, like, once you run out of water refill water and be able to sanitize that water. Right,
0: because the water has leprosis. Um, it's it's Some a bacteria, kind of bacteria that, that will basically, mm, it's not good for us to ingest. No, so.
1: and like it's something that like, Life straw can only filter out so
0: much. Effort. Right. Snacks or food. A lot of protein-based things would be good. Fruit. We actually packed sandwiches. So we had made like three peanut butter sandwiches for each of us. Um, sunblock. You're on exposed cliff for so much. Like you really need that sunblock, especially depending on the time of year. When we hiked, it was incredibly humid but cloudy. But that doesn't mean you can't get exposure to the sun. So and it was very hot.
1: I was in some short shorts. You were and a tank the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. it just was what it was.
0: Bug spray, some sort of, you know, deterrent there would be really, really helpful. I mean, you are hiking essentially in a jungle. Also, hiking poles would be highly recommended. We didn't
1: take our hiking poles this day. No, we didn't because we, we didn't, didn't fly with them. We didn't fly with them because we, we, we carried fools. on. Yeah. Yes, I would definitely say hiking hiking poles. Also, having a headlamp. Or a flashlight. Yeah, but like a headlamp is great because yeah. if you are coming back if you're starting in the dark and coming back in the dark you're going to need that headlamp yeah. and the thing about a real headlamp is that it will be super bright like you bright. know yeah. So I would just say bring that a first aid kit
0: always is a great thing obviously you should always have that while you're hiking and toilet paper Yep. because mother nature calls sometimes because mother nature
1: calls sometimes the other thing is have a plastic bag to yeah. put, you know Yeah, Yeah. you don't want to leave leave no trace. Don't leave that toilet paper out there. (laughs) No, no, no. You need to take that back with you. Yeah. Now let's get into our time on the Kalalau Trail. (music) Prior to going, my stepmother recommended watching this movie called The Perfect Getaway,
0: which I still haven't seen.
1: You haven't seen, but I watched it, and I loved it. It was. T- it's totally my kind of movie mm-hmm. because it's like beautiful and picturesque, but it's also like a murder mystery thriller with Steve Zahn, with Steve Zahn and Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you they actually filmed a lot of that on the Kalalau Trail mm-hmm. because that's what these two characters are hiking in the movie. Mm-hmm. Totally recommend it. Do see it before you go. It'll give you like a nice sort of like, oh, my God, that's where I'm going to be kind of like look into where you might be. But with murder. <laughs> but with, <laughs> right, with, with murder and suspense right. and thrills. Yeah. We had arrived in Hawaii. We had gone to Big Island yep. and we had hiked Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. We'd gone to Maui and we had hiked Haleakala National Park. And now we were in Kauai and we were about to hike the Kalalau Trail. We arrive in Kauai and we get to our Airbnb finally, which was a little confusing because the address that the Airbnb was listed out was not the actual address that it was at. That's a whole other story. Whole other story. But you know what? Like... I'm glad we managed to get there and everything was fine. Yeah, yeah, So we're sitting in our Airbnb and this is when you finally started to like look into some of the research that I oh, had Oh, I
0: did some deep diving that and day. And you were suddenly very terrified. Mm-hmm. I was and it doesn't really often happened to me. I also, just to set the scene, Kauai had received about a week of rain before we had gotten there. It was rainy, basically, all day on our first day. And we were hiking the very next day on the Kalalau Trail. That's what our permit was good for. So it wasn't like we could, like change the day no we we're like you're stuck kind you're of with stuck your dates. with the day that we yeah. have the permit so i did some deep diving i did some researching i looked at way too many videos of crawlers ledge and became immediately terrified i'm saying the whole time like hello, I've yeah. been
1: preparing six months for this <laughs> so that I know I'm going right. to be triggered by all of this.
0: Yeah. So um, where have you been, girl? I know, but, you know, sometimes, well, I would say we've established a very trusting relationship in and, our yes, in yes, our lives, have, yeah. in our waking lives. I feel like sometimes you do the research and sometimes I do the research and you did the research here. And I was like, oh, Dusty knows what's going this on. This was my angel Landing yeah. revenge because <laughs> you did all of that research
1: and I was like, what are these changes? what is happening? Right,
0: exactly. So here we go. So yeah, so that happened. And I was just immediately terrified. And I think it also gave you pause as we were sitting, like looking at this, these videos, we had also done a dry run that day out to the trailhead to see, you know, where we could park, we were really just trying to prepare as much as possible. Um, We had like, Gotten all of our provisions for the trail. We did a major run to the grocery store. We were ready. We were ready. But then we were also nervous. And I think it wasn't just me being nervous. There was a lot of... There was nervousness on your part, too. Right. Um, I think the rain really gave us... That's what kind of gave us the nervousness. So we were staying in Kilauea, which is
1: also the name of the caldera from Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Yep, We were staying in the town of Kilauea, which is near the town of Ahanalei or mm-hmm. Hanalei. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to crossed through Honolulu in order to get to the uh, trailhead for the Kalalau trail. Yeah. So we had rented a car and we had driven up to the north end of Kauai. We had driven out to the trailhead and we were like, okay, this is where we're going to go tomorrow. Then we had gone to the grocery store in Hanalei and like bought a bunch of stuff. And then we were ready. And all of this was sort of later on that evening, we were sitting in the Airbnb.
0: Right. So the plan was to get up really early because we had intended to, we, our plan was to trek all the way out and all the way back. So we wanted to get as early a start as possible.
1: And we had found many, many people had written articles about how they had done the trail in a day. Right. right? However, a lot of these articles were from before the trail closed. Right. We'd not found anybody who'd done it there and back in a day since it had reopened. But it had been done before we we didn't have all the camping gear we didn't really want to rent all the camping gear right and so we were like "Mm, other people have done it in a day it's gonna be long it's gonna be probably the longest day of our lives but we're gonna
0: we're gonna do it we're gonna try it so with all that being said we because of the rain had kind of altered our plan a little bit the weather had said that it was going to be a little rainy the next day um, we were just concerned about a good start time. So I think we had originally intended to get up, you know, incredibly early and get to the trailhead by like 5.30. Right. And I think that bumped back about an hour. I think we were really at, um, at the Hena Beach at around like 6.30. And so we probably started on the trail around like 6.45, 7 a.m.
1: Right. Obviously, we had to be concerned about the rain
0: because of the river flooding. Right. That was our first big barrier. But we got there in the morning. It was actually pretty clear. I actually don't think it really rained much at all that day, even no. though they had forecasted it. No, no, no. It didn't. Yeah. So we parked at
1: about 6.30 yeah. at the beach, which was about a mile away. Mm-hmm. And we were like, all right, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're going to come. But by the time we get back here, it'll be we will have Midnight. done 24 <laughs> miles right yeah so we got so we got our bags on our backs and then we headed off down the road yeah and the road is beautiful and flat and is literally a road and that leads you right into
0: the parking lot basically. the parking lot
1: which is newly renovated and the start of the trailhead is all newly renovated mm-hmm. that state park looks beautiful right now right
0: And you actually, like, the. I wouldn't even say that's really the start of the trailhead because the parking area leads to a lot of the beaches that are there. So you actually hike, you're walking along, you cross, like, a bridge, you're going through all these, like, sort of, like, ponded areas that we pass through across a boardwalk. Then you hike through the woods a little bit along, like, a dirt path. And it's beautiful and dreamy and paradise Mm -hmm. the whole time. Beaches are on your right and then you get to this area where it's kind of like a bathroom shower area for the beaches, and you cross the road, and that's like the start of the trailhead. Right.
1: Now, there were chickens everywhere. There were two roosters that Mm -hmm. were literally like fighting each other, which here is something that I did not know. When roosters like caw, it's they're claiming territory oh. when you hear one rooster and then you hear another one it's like the first one going this is my area <laughs> the other one is going well i'm over here don't come over here right right anyways so there were roosters having a fight yeah. right then and they were mean <laughs> but yeah then you essentially reach the start of the trailhead yeah. and it literally says Kalalau Trail 11 miles.
0: Yeah. And they have a lot of like signage and good sign boards. This is also the spot. So we did not bring hiking poles with us because we carried on bags. And that's not something you can bring unless it is an item that you need in your walking everyday life, like, a you know, a stick that is important for you or a cane. So we were not able to bring those because we carried on our bags because we had like four flights and we just didn't want to check anything. This is the part in a lot of the videos that we watched where they said, oh, there might be some hiking sticks for you at the sign. There were no hiking sticks. Not at no. this time. So, And we're not talking about like hiking poles. We're talking about, oh, this is actually a really good stick to use. Like it's a, it's a branch of a tree. I think I picked something up for a little bit, you know. You did for a little bit. And it just basically broke or it was really heavy. And I was like, I'm not doing this Gandalf Right, yeah. right, right. Let me tell you, no rest for the weary because
1: like at the very start of the Kalalau trail, it is just uphill. Yeah. On rocks. Yeah. Now, it is like green and picturesque and beautiful rainforest. Yeah. But there is nothing flat about the Kalalau trail. No. At all. The beginning of this trail was giant, large rocks, a lot of which were a little damp, but they weren't like
0: terribly treacherously wet. So I do remember just feeling the humidity automatically and feeling just drenched right away because you are. there was so much exertion on that first leg of the journey. I think we both had hiked. We decided to hike in bathing suits that day, knowing that it was going to be rainy. I think the both of us two like i didn't bring my camera with me we were keeping our phones in like our bags so they were zipped up because there was that threat of water and we knew we had to cross the hanakapia stream so we really were kind of being cognizant of that i do wish that we had poles this was the part where i was really very sad that we did not have hiking poles
1: i really wished we would have had poles too
0: but it was what it was
1: and we were we were making our way we gained a lot of feet really fast mm-hmm. and because of that you get a view really really fast mm-hmm. so there's this beach right there at the trailhead that a lot of people go to yeah. that is gorgeous and beautiful and once you i mean i think it's only like 0.2 miles like up like the you know from the trailhead you can like look down and see the beach right you can Um, see the other beaches along the shore too. And you can see the other beaches along the shore. Like it's just like this view of the shore that is totally worth trekking up even that much. Yeah. And then turning around and seeing the beach that you just came Mm -hmm. from.
0: Yeah. You do get that really quickly and the very intensely like aqua blue water like down below, which is pretty cool to see. But yeah, eventually you kind of, so you're in a more of like a denser forest when you're in that initial part and then eventually you do get to that ridge line, and you you start to break through. I do feel like most of the rest of it, hiking to the stream, we weren't. There was a lot of open. There was a lot of. You open. were basically able to see the water for most of the rest of the way. There was no dense tree cover basically, and so you were able to kind of like have great views all the way around. Um, right. Yeah. That tree coverage only lasted a little bit, yeah. and then it was just like nice and open the
1: rest of the mm-hmm. way. This is one of those trails. Like as you turn, it's like wow, look at this beautiful view of all of this beautiful landscape like yeah. and this beautiful shoreline. This is one of those places like like they always talk about like the cliffs of Moor in Ireland being mm-hmm. like so beautiful and so picturesque and it's like this is one of those kind of views. Like yeah. it's so breathtaking and just like you will just want to stand there and just like take it in. And that was something that we did not like like budget in time for. All of the sort of like, (laughs) let's just stand here moments filled with awe. Like you really do have to budget time for that. Like you need to budget a lot of time for that. Yeah. Because we would, we were like, oh yeah, let's just stand here and enjoy this for a second. And we did like right in those first two miles. Like there were a few times where we were like, we stood there, we took some photos with our phones and then we just took it in and then we would keep going. Yeah. Cause we had to, we were on like
0: a budget of, you know,
1: we were, I would have loved to have, you know, at that moment stayed, you know, like on the way out because it's the first time you're seeing it, all of this. And you're like, oh, all of it is like, yeah, this is the, you know, the stuff of dreams.
0: Yeah. When we were hiking, there were definitely people that I think there were at least two or three people that were on the trail, like right around the time that we were there. Like in that initial phase, there was a guy that had poles that he kind of like breezed right past us, you know, as we were hiking along the ridgeline a little bit there was a, a trail runner that had kind of come up and we were at this sort of turn in the trail. So we were like on the jut out and he'd kind of come up behind us and we were like taking photos and he was like, Oh, do you guys want a picture? And so he took, you know, he took our photos and he was like, yeah, I, I don't think he was running the whole thing. I think he was like, I'm going to run up to the, the yeah, beach and back. Cause we yeah, saw him he we were still was hiking. Only running up yeah. to the beach. Yeah. Cause he didn't have a lot of time at that point. You kind of do dive into, it was almost like a um, conifer forest. It was like piney yes. um, or like sprucey, like some sort of like not deciduous tree. There was this one palm tree
1: that we kept seeing the whole time on the Kalalau trail where it was like the roots were, they looked like the roots were above the ground. right And they kept like reaching down toward yeah. the soil. We saw those a lot. Yeah. Um, at that place where the guy took that photo for us, you can see essentially all the way to what will be the Kalalau beach mm-hmm. like from right there. Yeah. So you're like the very last sort of jut out of the Nepali coast is the Kalalau beach. Yeah. And so you can, you. it's not like you can see the beach, but you can see
0: where the beach will be. Right, right. Yeah, you do have like a pretty sheer shot of like the cliffs all the way down. This is where you,
1: this is where you were like, look at that palm tree. It looks like that palm tree is
0: clapping. <laughs> yeah, like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> like Nicole Kidman at the Golden Globe. Yeah, clap, clap, right. clap. right. But yeah, eventually you do get to this, like you kind of like, switch back down a little bit here you are mostly hiking on like reddish soil like an orangish soil this is where i fell more than a few times too because again we had just kawaii had a ton of rain and we needed to deal with that fact and sometimes that meant michael took a spill and you didn't (laughs) fall at all (laughs) no No. i didn't surprisingly
1: But you, yeah, you did a couple of times. Yeah. I believe you were hiking in front of me, so I would see what you did, and then I would improve it <laughs> and, and make sure that I didn't fall. Right, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, even in this first two miles, it was just like go up and then go down and right. then go back up.
0: Yeah, and then go back. It was down, like
1: roller coaster track, and then go back up and then go back down. Seriously, roller yeah. coaster track. Now the elevation gain is only like eight hundred yeah, feet. Eight hundred feet, which. which Feels insane to me. Yeah. I would have said 1,800 feet. Yeah. But th- the reason it feels like you're that working is them because quads. You, <laughs> you go up and down yeah. and then up and down yeah. and then up and down quads so and much. So you're never gaining more than 800 feet. No. But if we're talking cumulatively, right. Like, I mean,
0: it's we're in the thousands. Yeah. Here. Yeah. We got our steps in that day and our, you know, our stairs too. Oh, we certainly did. We did. Um, eventually we got to the helicopter pad.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah. we
0: did. Which is, you know, that's the helicopter pad where, you know, if you have
1: a medical emergency, Mm -hmm. that's where the helicopter can pick you up. Yeah. But you still got to get to that helicopter pad. Yeah. And it's still far from the beach. It's far from the beach. It's far from everything. Yeah, It's in the first two miles. So it's like, if you're beyond that, you got to get
0: back. Yeah. We had watched a video the night before and it was like, this, this woman fell and she was 18 months pregnant and like needed to be helicoptered out. 18 months pregnant. Oh, (laughs) sorry. 18 weeks pregnant. (laughs) Right. She had
1: overlapping pregnancies. I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, you have to you have to get back to that helicopter yeah. pad because oh, yeah. that's the only way they can rescue you yeah.
0: is via helicopter. Yeah. It's like the Hawaii Fire Department. It's the Kauai Fire Department, too, yeah. I think, that it's operates the helicopter. It's not cheap either. No. It's very expensive. Yeah. And if you call for that helicopter, or they have to call a helicopter for you, you yeah. are the one who has to pay for it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. So... We were able to see some mile markers here, which was great. Not so much on the rest of the trail where we're seeing mile markers, but eventually we get to a point where we're doing, we've kind of curved back in towards the cliffs and we're starting to descend. Um, Yeah, and and the cliffs are, you know, they jut out.
1: They jut out into the water and you have to go like up and then down and inside and then up. To the tip and then down and inside, yeah.
0: It's like the cliffs and the valleys, basically. Right. Um, and as we start to descend, we are still kind of winding down, and we start to see more of we're basically above the stream at this point. We're above you know, the stream, uh, we can the hear river. the stream, yeah. We finally like walk
1: right up into the river, and at the river was a ranger who he was like getting his, his like he shoes. was packing up, basically, he was packing up, and so. We talked to him and he's, and we were like, okay, yeah, we're, he was like, what are you planning to do? Are you just coming here? Like, are you just coming, doing the two miles? And we were like, no, we, we want to do the whole thing. And he was like, you have permits. And um, we were like, yes, we have permits. Mm-hmm. And I went to dig them out. And then he said, it was good that he trusted us. We asked him, we were like, we're a little nervous about rain, later yeah because we wanted to go there and back in a day and anytime we told people this they were like oh you guys are beasts you guys are gonna do this there and back in a day when we were talking to him he was like well if it rains just you have to turn Turn around around and haul ass to haul ass back yeah and so um then we were sort of faced with a decision which is like do we keep going or do we not Let's finish this trail mix with a game. Yeah. This game is called The Perfect Getaway. Great. How we playing, girl? So the movie The Perfect Getaway is both, it's in this like gorgeous location, but it is also a murder mystery. So my question for you is, you get a three-day getaway mm-hmm. at any national park. Right. And um, it can also be like a murder mystery weekend. Which national park do you choose for this three-day perfect getaway murder mystery oh, weekend? That's
0: a good, good. Um, that's a really good question. I do feel like Acadia would probably be a really good spot. Like, I feel like that gives me all the. um And then there were nun vibes well, for and also the Stephen King vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, he lives in Bangor. Yeah, give me, give me some Stephen King. Give me some oh, Agatha Christie. Thank you, Agatha Christie. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, give me all that. Like you know, Maine. Like foggy, like loons in the background making weird noises. Loon's the birds, not loons crazy people. <laughs> sure, I know I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: I think that I would choose Yeah, what about you? Um I think I would choose Zion National Park mm-hmm. because I would want like to incorporate the trams in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Like I would want like the tram like something different happens at each right. tram stop and then yeah. you have to like get out and like, like a haunted tram ride. Not a haunted tram ride, right? Because uh, no, no, no. But like a murder mystery thriller tram ride, like meaning a like tram ride. like with each, like you have to get out and you have mm-hmm. to get on the trail for a little while and like mm-hmm. find a whole bunch of clues. Then you come oh. back. It's sort of like an escape room, but via tram. You have to oh. solve it before like you get back to the visitor center. Otherwise, yeah. Why am I not marketing this?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But there we go. Halloween weekends, the perfect Zion. getaway.
1: This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there.
0: Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. Email us at gazeatthenationalparks@gmail.com at gmail.com and visit us at gazeatthenationalparks.com. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael
1: Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music is by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sclios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang.
0: We would also like to acknowledge, while hiking on the Kalalau Trail, that we were on the traditional lands of the Kenneca Owee people. <whistles>